all across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. Welcome to Veterans Radio. I am Jim Fawson. I'm the officer of the deck today. We've got some great programs for you. I think you'll find very interesting. We always want to remind you, you can find more about Veterans Radio at its Facebook site or by going to veteransradio.net where we're on the web 24-7. You can find a lot of our podcasts there as well. We post new ones every Tuesday, so you can get a new story, a new interview, something you didn't know before by going to veteransradio.net. And before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First up, we want to thank National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800-693-4800 or on the web at LegalHelpForVeterans.com. We want to welcome to Veterans Radio today, Matt Amadon. Matt is back with us on Veterans Radio. He is the Director of Veterans and Military Families at the George W. Bush Institute down in Texas. Matt, welcome back to Veterans Radio. Hey, thanks so much for having me again, Jim, and uh, look forward to chatting with you about uh, really at its core what is advancing our democracy through compelling leadership of integrity. So excited to talk to you today. Well, this is a very interesting program. It's in its, uh, I think, fifth class uh, at the Bush Institute called the Stand to Veteran Leadership Program. Uh, Tell us what that's about. That's right. No, absolutely, and I appreciate the opportunity, and I think your your listeners will really appreciate and understand this as well, and I'll I'll just take us all back, and this is well-traveled territory, to be honest with you, but um, we all know that America's all-volunteer force uh, is the most effective fighting force I think human history's ever seen. But in doing so, um, since the mid-1970s, um, and as you all well know, there are some consequences of an all-volunteer force, and, and one of those things is this topic we all talk about called the civil divide, which is just necessarily that at any one time, about less than 1% serve our nation, and right now there's about 18 million vets in the U.S., and all that means is that the all-volunteer force is becoming more of a family business and more regionally focused. And so... We, a, a number of years ago, five years ago now, d- decided to do something about the civil divide, um, all under the understanding and assumption that every year, regardless, really, of the chapter in our national history, and as you all well know, we left Afghanistan recently, and that debate will be ongoing uh, for many, many years, but the Department of Defense every year transitions out 200,000 service members and their families. And so the opportunity for this nation to leverage just the raw leadership talent in our all-volunteer family is such an incredible opportunity. And so in doing so, we 
we decided we can write and do op-eds and blogs about the SIB mill divide, or we can get after it. And I think what you'll see is the Stand to Veteran Leadership Program brings in every year about 50 scholars from a wide and diverse range of backgrounds, but optimally about half civilian who never served and half veteran and or military family who did serve, all under a consistent leadership framework uh, designed to leverage veteran and military family talent in our businesses and our communities. And so, you know, Jim, I, I honestly think there's not much like it in the country. And I really just encourage uh, your listeners, uh, those who have served or those who never served, but really want to break down the signal divide and leverage the immense leadership in that community to apply. And applications are open at bushcenter.org until January of next year. Yeah, it's a very interesting idea when it was brought to my attention uh, by the Bush uh, Center. I said, man, we got, we got to talk about this. Um, because I have not seen any program like this in the country. Now, Matt and I have talked in the past about the whole recruiting problem that we have in this country and some ways to, in which to solve it. But this works the other end of the funnel, if you will. This works the end where folks are transitioning out or have been out for a while. You've got civilians who don't understand the military and maybe some of the military folk who don't understand the civilian folks. So you put a 50-50 mix in the room. What are you trying to accomplish? You know, it's great that you you bring that up. After uh, four very successful years, we have 176 scholars, all really committed and inspired leaders who know each other as individuals and as a network. And I think to to your point and to answer that question precisely, what we're really hoping to achieve is is um, a network, sort of a collaborative and a community of committed leaders who are just absolutely focused on getting after some of the harder problems in our nation today uh, by leveraging the leadership in our veterans and military family communities. And in doing so, to your point, you know, if we, again, are wildly successful in the next 10 years, well, gosh, 176 scholars will turn into a couple thousand and just think about the network of network effects there. So we're, we're really excited about this program. It's, it's one of our flagpoles. Well, this is at the George W. Bush Institute. Um, President Bush has a, a reputation. The Bush uh, Institute has a reputation. It really allows you to bring world-class presenters forward to these scholars so that they can hear and they can discuss some of the leading issues of our time. Talk to us about some of those types of folks who uh, have come and presented to the scholars. Oh, absolutely. And and to your point, these are these are leaders who've faced tremendous challenges. And I think, you know, you and all of your listeners, and we all know in the absence of leadership, you just got to lead. So it certainly starts with President and Mrs. Bush and their inspiring leadership and, and genuine commitment to those who've served in their families. We've welcomed everybody from um, former Secretary and General James Mattis, uh, General Pete Pace. We've had former Secretary of the VA, Bob McDonald, who also was the CEO of Procter & Gamble, uh, this year, we welcomed Alex Gorski, the former CEO of Johnson & Johnson. 
Another one, um, General Al Flowers, who I just commend anyone to look up his his trajectory and leadership, um, this amazing four-decade career in the Air Force, and he started off as a sharecropper's son. So when you look at the ability uh, to lead over time and to lead through challenge, um, one of the remarkable things I get to do, Jim, is sit in the back of the room for four years and hear these people speak time and time again, and I can tell you, uh, it's the best part of the year. It certainly inspires and re-energizes anybody who, who hears from them. But also, we've welcomed in uh, some elected officials as well. Uh, not only do we look for sort of the inspirational presentation of leadership, but we want to talk about the candid you know, problems and issues, both individual and systemic, facing uh, some of our veterans and military family members. And so uh, we've brought in folks from the House Veterans Affairs Committee, uh, friends from academia, to include uh, Vice Chancellor Mike Haney from Syracuse University, our dear friends up there at the Institute for Veterans and Military Families, to not only uh, inspire this network of leaders, but also to inform them about kind of the latest and greatest uh, barriers and opportunities to what we want to do. And part of this is uh, these scholars that are expected to put uh, they're learning into action. Talk to us a little bit about what that expectation is about. Oh, I thank you. I mean, I, I'd love to share with you all 176 stories, but let's 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 see. Let's choose a couple. Um, and that, I would like to again just highlight that our scholars come from just a wide array of sector backgrounds. We have a a small town mayor from Beaverton, Oregon who I, I think I'll state this publicly for your listeners. I hope she's the governor of the state of Oregon someday, but you can see where we're going with our leadership thesis. We have senior leaders from USAA, um, from CVS pharmacies. But three, I think I'd like to highlight today, uh, one is a, a former Marine named Richard Casper, who who really has, has found a, a, honestly a sweet spot with an organization called CreativeVets. And, and to your point, one of the unique features of the Veteran Leadership Program is it's not just come and learn uh, under a common leadership framework, but you have to have what's known as a PLP, or your personal leadership project. So it's something we ask you to go do after the program is over. And CreativeVets is a wonderful program whose sole purpose is to use various forms of art including songwriting, visual arts, and music to help uh, veterans cope with some service-related trauma, you know, like PTS. And so uh, the reason why I highlight that one, because Richard Casper was just named uh, one of the 2022 CNN heroes by the impact he and Creative Vets have had. Um, But alongside that, I'll share with you one more, a young man named Khalil Arab. Khalil was born and raised in Herat, Afghanistan, and he served as an interpreter alongside our coalition forces for five years. Uh, The reason why that's just so uh, compelling to us is he found his way to the U.S., thank God. He arrived in Houston in December 2019 after getting three degrees at universities in Poland. But um, what Khalil is now doing, he's responsible. Uh, for formalizing via our friends at Combined Arms, which is a wonderful uh, network community collaborative headquartered in Houston. But his his role is to ensure that uh, SIVs and allies 
uh, our Afghan allies um, really were meeting their immediate and evolving needs as they embark on their new lives in the U.S. And so you can see how a lot of the programs and projects that they established during their time in VLP will really endure and I think will be truly impactful uh, for for a great number of years. Well, this is a great opportunity for up-and-coming leaders to get in the room, rub elbows with other like-minded individuals, have a common leadership philosophy for going forward, but also to, you know, rub elbows with uh, secretaries and uh, generals and CEOs, uh, an incredible network opportunity uh, the application process is open through uh, January 18th, 2023 at midnight. So the window open isn't all that large. So don't put it off. Um, uh, where is the, uh, where can I find the application? What website do I go to to find the application, uh, Matt? You come to bushcenter.org and, and you will see the uh Come to bushcenter.org or search for Stand To Veteran Leadership Program, and it will take you right to the application page on our website. And when, again, I, I thank you so much. You know, if you if you served in uniform, if you've never served but are a committed, you know, American and you want to advance our democracy and lead at the community and organizational level, you are the perfect applicant for VLP. Now, let me put some time frame around this. This was for folks who think, well, geez, there's no way I can do this. I've got a pretty busy life. This is one of these executive leadership kind of opportunities that uh, you shouldn't pass up. And it's sculpted for people with a full, enriched, busy life. Um, this goes from July of 2023 to November of 2023. It's a couple of days uh, a month commitment and uh, some of that commitment is in Dallas as I understand it yeah the majority is in Dallas Uh, we often do do one of our five modules in DC which I think everybody can appreciate is is necessary in this topical lane Um, to your point it is executive style of course it's all paid for by our amazing and wonderful donors to include Boeing um, but it is two to three days a month. It normally skews towards the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we, we feel it is, we hope, the least intrusive upon busy lives. Uh, but, but about three days a month, um, all paid for. And, and again, to your point, uh, leveraging uh, a wonderful leadership curriculum, leadership framework, and entry into truly a network that is leaders of leaders that are going to solve great problems for us in, in the in the next few years so if you're sitting there thinking man this is something i'm interested in but my company will never let me go my family will never let me go first off it's free <laughs> everything's yep. paid for by the by the bush uh institute and their donors that's right and this is the kind of leadership program training you're not going to get anywhere else and you're if you discuss it with your employer or you discuss it with your spouse, they're going to tell you, wow, apply. This is a great opportunity if you get a shot at it. So don't get scared off by the time commitment because it's been shaped in a way to uh, deal uh, with the life of busy executives. And certainly there's no cost implication, so that shouldn't scare you off either. Are you expecting, Matt, uh, each year, do you get uh, more people interested in this as the as the network grows and as the uh, publicity about the event grows? 
We have been so blessed and honored to have an increasing number of applicants per year. I, I will share with your listeners that that makes it uh, a little more competitive every year, and here's why. Um, the, the, the pool or the selected group of scholars per year will likely not grow beyond 50. If, if it gets bigger than that, as you know, it becomes kind of an event and you lose that sort of real clarity of closeness in a network you're searching for. I'll share with your listeners, the first year we had it, shockingly enough, we had 43 scholars in the first cohort for the 43rd commander in chief, but I think we've landed <laughs> on 50 and we do get, you know, hundreds and hundreds of applicants per year, but I'll share with everyone as well. We've had folks who were selected after their second or third round of applications. You know, they weren't selected the first couple of years, and this just shows the increasing focus and interest in the program. And so we're blessed with many applicants and then truly many qualified applicants as well. It's a wonderful issue to face as the third-party selection committee does what it does. Oh, absolutely. And we're talking to Matt Amidon, who's the Director of Veterans and Military Families at the George W. Bush Institute. We're specifically talking about the Veteran Leadership Program. It is has a, a window of opportunity for applications for 2023. You have to apply it between now and January 18th, 2023. So if this is something you're interested in, uh, go to that website and uh, put in the application in a timely manner. Matt, we really appreciate uh, you taking some time to uh, inform our veteran radio listeners today about uh, this unique opportunity. Well, thanks to you and the team. And again, a shout out to everything you do. Really appreciate your, your leadership and your efforts. So God bless everybody. Thank you. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Veterans Radio today. I am Jim Fawson. It's been a pleasure to be your host. I'm a veterans disability lawyer at Legal Help for Veterans. And you can reach us at 800-693-4800 or LegalHelpForVeterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and Internet radio shows by going to VeteransRadio.net. And until next time, you are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our national sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, nvbdc.org, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettles Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan, VFW Graf O'Hara Post 423 in Ann Arbor, and the American Legion Press Corn Post 46 also in Ann Arbor. We appreciate all your support. You can go to veteransradio.net, click on the sponsor level, and continue to support keeping Veterans Radio on the air. And until next time, you are dismissed. <laughs>